I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to another Morning Java brought to you by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market where they're still open. You can do curbside delivery through the through the Giant Eagle app or you, know, you can just go, and go into the store. I'm going to head there actually right after we're done this because I need a smoothie. Uh, but yes, yeah, so big news. We're recording this Monday, the Penguins first practice in the bubble. And I guess the biggest news is that Crosby was a full participant in practice. I, I, when he... After the last scrimmage where he missed on Saturday, he was not sure whether or not he, whether he would practice today and Monday. But uh, it seems from what we heard that probably good to go Tuesday. Dave, what do you think? Um, I don't know whether he's good to go in the exhibition game. And I mean that literally. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not going to suggest that he isn't. Uh, but Mike Sullivan was predictably evasive when he was asked about that after the practice saying that a decision on whether to use Crosby against the Flyers will be made on Tuesday. Um, I suspect that the coaching staff has already decided whether he's healthy enough that that playing him wouldn't pose any sort of risk of a potential setback. Um, if, If there's even a slight chance of that, I have to believe they'll hold him out um certainly what you saw of him during training camp he looked like he's in pretty good form and doesn't necessarily need an exhibition game to hone his skills it would be nice if he could get a, a game in with uh sherry and gensel and uh other members of the number one power play but i don't think it's imperative i think it's much more important that they have him healthy for game one against montreal on saturday yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't tip, you know participate in that last scrimmage, but he was he was practicing hard even when he was on his own. Uh, we weren't allowed to see him in the on the other rink when he was skating on at at the Lemieux Complex on the second rink. But uh, I mean, he he would be over there for an hour, and I mean, skating so hard that like you could hear him, like you could hear the skates cut the ice. Uh, and I mean that because he, he he practiced Friday there too, and I mean he was over over there for uh at least a half an hour 45 minutes and then was a full participant practice friday full participant uh today uh and and i mean he said he said saturday he would have liked to have gotten in those game situations but he he really didn't feel like he missed out on a ton because he was skating so hard in you know those uh individual skates and uh he was there from the the very beginning of the voluntary informal skates so I mean he was skating for a month and he was skating with Sherry and Gensel for for a long time in those skates so uh yeah I don't I I, like like I don't I don't think he has to play uh against the Flyers uh although I do think it will be more intense than a normal 
exhibition game, which which could be helpful. But I don't I don't think he he, he would have missed out on too much if he doesn't. Well, depending on the nature of his issue, which of course we haven't been told, uh, you know, keeping him, I I agree that Tuesday figures to be a little more intense than your normal exhibition game, not necessarily because it's the Flyers, but because it's the only tune-up these teams will have before the real games start. Um, so, you know, if, if there's any, if his problem is anything that could be exacerbated by uh, contact, you know, it, it would, certainly would make sense to uh, err on the side of caution. But if he's able to go, let him go. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so before the Penguins went into the bubble, they made their final cuts of... Uh, training camp. So they came into training camp with 34 players. They had to get down to 31 to go into the bubble. That's the max set by the the NHL. And they cut uh, Alex Dorio. He was the goalie. So they're only taking four goalies. And then uh, Sam Poulin and Sam Militech uh, were the forwards they cut. Um, and I know, Dave, you said you were a little surprised by that. So. Well, I mean, not, not completely. Um, and uh... Militech being cut wasn't a surprise, but I thought he acquitted himself fairly well in this camp. Uh, you know, if nothing else could set himself up for the future. Uh, Poulin, I, I thought all along that the determination whether to keep him on the roster for, for the playoffs would hinge on a few things other than his training camp performance. I thought it was possible that management might want to expose him to the, uh, the atmosphere of, of a Stanley Cup playoff, just let him get a firsthand look at, at the intensity that's involved and uh, kind of get him acclimated to that. And also I thought that if they got themselves in a desperate situation where they, they needed a guy to possibly come in and, and give an offensive spark, uh, that he might be better cast in that role than, than a guy who uh, might be more versatile uh, with uh, some pro experience, but could be a wild card, which I, I thought Poulin could be. Uh, there was certainly no guarantee that he would be able to handle that role successfully. But I, I think that he, you know, would have had a shot. You could have justified keeping him on the 31-man roster uh, for those reasons. Yeah, uh, Sam Militech. Not surprised. I, I know when the Ross, when the 31 roster came out, the, I, the first two names I looked for were Poulin and Militech because they were where I thought the cuts would be. Uh, Poulin, I kind of like, <laughs> if, if they get to a situation where they would need him, they're not going to be in good standings anyway because you figure Rodriguez, Lafferty, uh, maybe Adam Johnson would come in ahead of him just based on the camps they had and the chemistry they already have with the players on the roster, maybe Angelo too. Uh, 
So oh, he would be a Hail Mary if, if they would put him in the lineup. Yeah. So they, like, and, they, yeah, and like, I don't, would it really be, you know, a, a good thing for his first NHL experience to be in a game like that where like they would obviously have to be in like a bad situation? Uh, I, I think uh, maybe, I mean, this camp alone would have been good for, good for him. And he was maybe part of like the last two informal skates. Now he didn't get to take part in what, what the first week of camp because he was one of the guys held out due to possible secondary exposure. But I mean, even talk, like I talked to um, like Alex Dorio, who was also not on the, on the um, playoff roster. I talked to him earlier, you know, at the start of camp. He said, just, just being here for this alone and being able to work with these guys is huge for my development. So he wasn't even thinking about like, if I, if I do make the roster, you know, what, what that would be, but just being part of this camp, good for his development. It wasn't that long. Uh, and I know, I don't know who would have been cut of the forwards had Poulin made it. Uh, Verone is, is one of the names I, I think maybe some people are surprised to see, but if you think back to, I don't know, it was like two months ago, I think when the Rutherford was first asked about who could be on the six standard roster, uh, Philip Verone was one of the first names he mentioned. Like, I think he only named two, two names when he said that, and Verone was one uh, because of the experience he has. <laughs> He's an and he's, he's versatile. I mean, that's something that Poulin doesn't offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I hardly think that was it was a controversial decision to to keep him ahead of Poulin. Then again, no matter who your 17th forward is, if you get that far down on your depth chart, you're in pretty desperate straits. Yeah, <laughs> and and Poulin, he did, he did have a good camp, so I don't think there's anything maybe he could have done to like win a spot in camp. Cause I mean, he did, I, I don't think he had a goal in any of the scrimmages, but I mean, uh, good on both sides of the puck defensively. He was good. Uh, he did create a lot of chances and uh, his skating didn't seem to be an issue. So, I mean, this also you could figure could have just been a good evaluation opportunity for them because we probably will not have a development camp this summer. They're not going to have the rookie tournament. So uh, this, if anything, was just a good opportunity for them to get a look at. Yeah, I don't think there was a downside for for either party in that case. All right, so Tuesday, the exhibition game against the Flyers, it should be pretty intense compared to your normal exhibition preseason game. Uh, That's something that the players and the coaches and Sullivan have talked about is something that uh, they they need to, you know, build up to because the all training camp, they're just playing each other and you kind of saw in the – opening scrimmages that they weren't the most intense games but then it's been growing ever since then I mean the last scrimmage we almost had a fight uh and that's just I think uh and it shows how how ready they are to to get real games going and how much energy they have and I think we're going to see that Tuesday uh training camp fights aren't uh, unheard of but they usually don't involve two guys who are guaranteed of their spots, not only on the roster, but in the starting lineup. Uh, so that, yeah, that was uh, kind of eye-catching. And I, I, you know, after two weeks of going against the same guys in drills and in scrimmages, you can see how the fuses might get a little short at times. And uh, yeah, even uh, Jake Gensel today talked about how it'll be nice to have an opportunity to uh, hit guys wearing a different sweater 
uh, on, on Tuesday after a couple of weeks of, of playing against his teammates. So, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be – Tuesday will, will give a lot of guys, I think, a good chance to uh, vent and refocus before the start of the Montreal series. Yeah, back to the the fight. It was so like I I did I did watch the stream back, and I don't think it picked up a lot of it. But uh, it was Tanov and McCann. Tanov hit McCann pretty hard. I don't think it was like a dirty hit, and made it might have been a little high. But McCann was definitely not happy with it and let him know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's like a little bit of yelling back and forth. They did drop the gloves, um, shoving. I don't think any punches were thrown. Mark Recchi, the official, stepped in, broke it up pretty <laughs> quick. Um, probably not what Mark Recchi thought he'd be doing this training camp. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and they they hugged right after that, that intermission. But, I mean, we saw not near fights, but, I mean, guys were going at it pretty hard. Uh, and the next period, there was uh, a moment uh, Rico hit Bluger pretty hard flat, and then Bluger got up and – cross-checked him so hard like there's like a big wind-up broke his stick over Rico's shoulder uh so I think these guys are ready to have have actual games because I mean even even that they aren't going 100% against certain teammates I, I know the the Penguins posted a video I think it was Gensel or Latang mic'd up where uh there there's a moment where Latang kind of left himself open right behind the net and Gensel could have hit him and, and, and really laid off and Gensel let him know after like, Hey, I could have like ended you right there. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's something, you know, if they're simulating game like situations, there's only so much they can do in camp because they're not going to be hitting their own teammates hundred percent. But yeah, going against, especially a team like the Flyers, I don't think the rivalry will be a big part of it, but it is the Flyers. Um, yeah, although the Flyers aren't really the Flyers anymore, right. you know, they're certainly not, this is not a typical uh, Philadelphia team by by any stretch. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's still a, a great rivalry, arguably the the Penguins' most intense rivalry. But I don't think you have to worry about having half your team medevaced back to Hotel X after the game the way you uh, might have in some other years if you if you played the Flyers. So. Um, I'm sure that uh, Philadelphia will be uh, will be equally intense, looking to get ready for for the round robin that it will be participating in. You know, play I'm sure will be a little ragged. These guys haven't been in a, a real game since on, around mid March. Yeah. Uh, so there's sure to be some rust that that you're not going to scrape off during scrimmages. But I I think it could be pretty focused, uh, pretty energetic, uh, and, and pretty entertaining. Yeah, and if you look at the matchups for these other exhibition games, I think a rivalry is what the NHL was going for because, I mean, what, the Leafs are playing the Canadians, the two Florida teams are playing each other. It's if, if Rangers, there's, I believe. Yeah, so. and I think the Battle of Alberta, are they playing each other? I'm pretty sure. I, if, if there's a – yeah, Rangers – yeah, if there's a rivalry, they are playing against each other. So I think – because this is really the only tune-up they have before games get started August 1st, I think maybe the NHL did try to give them that, like, something to play for because, uh, yeah, this, this is the only way they're going to build up to that energy before uh, Yeah, I, I, I wonder if it's also an attempt to ratchet up the TV ratings a little That's bit. It, yeah. um, you know, your Rangers and Islanders fans will uh, – probably be more inclined to tune in for for that than they would be if uh if their club was playing the panthers or the hurricanes 